welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And on this podcast, we talk about a bunch of different ways to help drive positive generational change. We have conversations around our marriages and our finances, our faith, our health, our mindset. I have parenting experts come on. So we really cover the full gamut. And I'm really excited about the episode today because I'm going to be teaching part of a live training that I did. Um, I taught it eight different times. And it is called Money Mindset for Moms 101, Learn How to Break Generational Cycles. Now, this training actually has three parts to it. Um, The first one is all about like trauma and how it's passed down between your family and whatever. Super, super interesting. That is actually what I'm going to talk about today on the podcast. And then this class actually has two other components of it. The second one is how to talk to your kids about money and around your kids about money. It's a very practical conversation and training so that you can kind of walk away and be like, okay, I can literally implement this right now. And then the third part of this training that I did in this class was how to actually uh, drive generational change that lasts and does not just die the generation after you. And so this training is a three-part training. I am actually going to focus on the first part today where we really talk about trauma and how it's passed down between generations. And it's super interesting. I'm going to give you guys some different resources as we go along, but I'm going to teach this part live because it is really eye-opening if you haven't really looked into this just in general. So let's go ahead and get started. But first, I want to tell you about a book that a lot of this information came from. And if this kind of stuff interests you, I like I first listened to this book when it was on Audible and um, just popped it in my ears. And then I had to go to Amazon and buy like the hard copy so that I could go through and like highlight and underline um, and just read it again slower. And so if you like this topic I'm getting ready to teach on, I highly, highly, highly suggest you go out and buy the book. It's called It Didn't Start With You. And it's excuse me, by Mark Wolin, W-O-L-Y-N-N. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys um, so you can see which one it is. But it's a very easy to read, very practical book um, about the epigenetics of trauma. And all of that is (laughs) the epigenetics of trauma, super fancy term for just the way that different trauma is passed down between generations. And so one of my absolute favorite, favorite quotes and I'm actually going to have this somehow printed out and posted in my office at my new house. It says this, it ran in your family until it ran into you. And God says, you have been anointed to break the cycle. Generational curses will stop with you. I absolutely love this quote because I feel like it gives me such a, a responsibility and kind of a burden to really like get my act together <laughs> because You know, like it is generational curses or trauma or whatever can be passed down. We'll learn here in just a second from generation to generation. And so there are also ways to heal that trauma and to change that trauma. And though no generation, none of our kids are ever going to go through life without any trauma because we live in a broken and fallen world. There are things that we can do to kind of stop and pivot and start running the other way instead of just letting whatever issues or whatever might be continuing just like run us over like a freight train. Okay, so let's talk about some really interesting things about trauma. Number one, trauma and its effects can last three to four generations. Did you know? (laughs) So traumatic memories 
are transmitted through chemical changes in DNA. Okay, traumatic memories are transmitted through chemical changes in DNA. And in this book that I talked about, it was called um, It Didn't Start With You from Mark Wolin. He talks about a couple different examples of how you can kind of um, tangibly learn this. Okay, so he gave a story about how a woman had a paralyzing fear that her child would die. And this woman actually discovered that her grandparents had lost two children before they immigrated to the U.S. Now, in this book, obviously, that story is not two sentences. (laughs) It's a whole thing. But basically, you know, I think it's normal as moms or parents or whatever to have this like somewhat irrational fear, you know, that we would lose a child or something like that is one of our biggest fears as a parent, right? That we would lose a child pre, you know, too soon or whatever. Or in general, even if it's not too soon, even if we're all super old, <laughs> we don't want to lose our children, right? So I think we all have this level of fear to lose a child. However, this woman had like a paralyzing fear. It was affecting her relationship with her child. She could not even almost enjoy parenting because it was just so, so intense and nothing had happened, right? Outside of just being a mom where we had that natural fear, nothing had happened. There wasn't like it was a close call car wreck and her and her kid like barely survived it or, you know, some weird thing where she was really suffering from PTSD. It was just a fear that was like paralyzing to her. And outside of this, she really didn't have anxiety or depression or, um, you know, anything else like this. Anyways, as she sat and talked to her therapist, they started to, she, you know, he started to ask her like, okay, what is in your past? Like, what are your experiences that your mother has had? Your father has had your grandparents, da, 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 da. And they realized what I had just said, that they discovered that her grandparents lost two children before they ever even immigrated to the U S she had no idea. <laughs> she had no idea that was a thing. Um, and so they actually, they, they started working through that trauma and she found the root cause, which is really important, of this paralyzing fear of losing ch- children and found out that she was like directly connected. That trauma that her grandma experienced, she was directly um, connected to. How interesting is that? And then another story they gave was the Rwandan genocide. And they talked about how children born after 1994. And so the genocide in Rwanda, I believe, was the end of 1993 at the beginning and at the beginning of 1994. And so children born after 1994. So children had who had no stake in the game <laughs> with that. They were not even alive or maybe not even, you know, in utero at that point when the genocide happened. So these kids who had never firsthand experienced the genocide actually showed markers of PTSD and lower cortisol, even though they had never experienced it. It's not like they were three years old and they like don't remember, but they have, you know, their subconscious holds some like recollection of something happening. No, these kids were not even born. Like I said, they weren't even necessarily in utero yet. Some of them, I guess, could be if it was after 1994, but you get the point, right? And so because their ancestors, their parents or their grandparents uh, experienced this like horrific genocide in Rwanda, they were born with lower cortisol, even though they had never experienced that. They were connected to their parents or grandparents or even great grandparents that did experience the genocide. 
And then lastly, another just to kind of drive it home of how we're all connected um, through trauma. This is really interesting to me. And maybe just because I'm pregnant, I don't know. If you don't know, I have four little boys. We're pregnant. I'm due here soon, June 9th or earlier, July 9th or earlier of 2021. And uh, we have four boys. And I don't know if this one's a boy or a girl. It is a surprise. (laughs) First time ever doing this. But anyways, so it talks about in this book how mothers who are pregnant with girls are also carrying their grandchildren. So if you think about it, if you are pregnant with a girl, right now I'm, I'm like eight months pregnant, but at five months pregnant, I believe the girl, like your baby, if you're pregnant with a little girl, at five months pregnant, that little baby girl has all the eggs that she will ever have. And so when you're pregnant, you're not only pregnant with your daughter, but you're also pregnant with any offspring that she would choose to have. So it's all in you. (laughs) So why prenatal care is so important, you guys. Um, Anyways, so any stress the pregnant mother experiences will change her daughter chemically and her daughter's children chemically. They give a story. uh, This is kind of tragic. Not kind of. It is tragic. But they give a story in this book and they say, Um, You know, a mom was like eight months pregnant and her husband had a just like freak accident and and passed away while she was eight months pregnant. And so through just different like testing and different whatever, like clearly the mom or the wife who experienced the death of her husband at eight months pregnant, clearly that's a huge trauma. And she was severely affected by that. But it also affected the kid and it changed her daughter chemically and her daughter's daughters, right? And it talked about before with the genocide, you know, you have lower markers of cortisol, PTSD, whatever else. And so because the mother experienced that while she was pregnant, her daughter was chemically changed. And so was, excuse me, so was her grandchildren. Because of that trauma, we are all connected. And I also think it's really interesting that if you read Deuteronomy 5.9, um, if you are somebody who likes to kind of tie things back into a biblical perspective, it talks about how, um, you know, God will punish the children for the sins of the parents to the third and the fourth generation. That's De- Deuteronomy 5.9. And so that is even the fact that we are connected from three to four generations that science has now proven is also talked about biblically. And then I want to talk on one more topic that it really talks a lot about in this book, and it's called entanglement. And it's kind of the same thing, only different. Also, if I sound winded, <laughs> you guys, I'm eight months pregnant. I can't even breathe hardly as I'm talking this much. I'm doing a couple, batching a couple episodes right now. So I apologize if you're like, good Lord, woman, take a breath, take a breath. Okay. So let's talk about entanglements. So this is what it says about entanglements. Typically... The firstborn son is likely to carry what trauma remains unresolved in the father. How interesting is that? And can you like think about your life or, um, you know, siblings lives or (laughs) whatever it might be? Is that true of you? Obviously, this is a general statement. This is not, you know, for every case and every scenario, but super interesting. Um, And then the firstborn daughter is likely to carry what trauma remains unresolved in the mother. And then later children are likely to carry different aspects of their parents' trauma or aspects of their grandparents' trauma. And so this could practically look like this. 
let's just say there's a mom and a dad and, you know, the dad is, is it's just a really unhealthy relationship. Let's say the dad is maybe emotionally abusive or, you know, I don't know. It's just a very a not healthy relationship. All right. And so let's just say they had three kids. So the first daughter might marry a man like their father and kind of subconsciously share in the mother's discontentment of marriage or relationship. Because remember, the firstborn daughter is likely to carry what trauma remains unresolved in the mother. So she might marry a man and kind of be entangled with her mom. Have you guys ever seen this, right? Where you're kind of like, oh, the apple didn't fall too far from that tree. <laughs> they are dating someone just like their father. And a lot of times you've heard that. That's a saying, right? Like they, you, they say you marry your father or, you know, you marry your mother or whatever because you are sharing within, you know, these different expectations that you saw growing up or these scenarios that you saw growing up. And that's what's comfortable to you, even if it's not healthy, Sometimes what's comfortable <laughs> and unhealthy is a little more attractive than maybe healthy but unknown. So anyway, so, okay, so the first daughter marries a man like their father. The second daughter might inherit the mother's anger and be angry at their father or father figures or men in general. And so this is also a way a daughter is entangled with the mother's trauma. She may not follow in their first daughter's footsteps of marrying a man like their father, but she holds all the anger of, the, um, of her mother because of the trauma that her mother endured. Um, and then the third, let's say they had a third daughter or a third kid. The third kid might be entangled with the mother's trauma and decide to never freaking marry. Like they are too afraid to marry. They're like, you know what? Y'all are jacked up. That is not for me. You know, they can't even fathom a healthy relationship because of what they grew up around. And so the way that this trauma that the mother experienced is going to be manifesting in this third child's life is that they just don't even get married. Okay. So do you see how it's all kind of related? It's all the trauma the mother experienced. And then all of these daughters, it's just manifesting differently in each of their lives. Super, super interesting. And I actually have a podcast episode. It is called Conscious Parenting After Generational Trauma with Dr. Laura Froyan. And I don't know the exact episode number, but I will link to it in the show notes. So if all of this entanglements of kind of repeating the cycle for relationships or addiction or substance abuse or, um, you know, health issues or whatever it might be. If that is all really interesting to you and you're like, okay, yeah, I know I got some trauma. <laughs> I know that there's something here. Um, I would highly, highly encourage you to go listen to that episode after this. It's called Conscious Parenting After Generational Trauma with Dr. Laura Froyan. And she really, really uh, talks through this way more eloquently eloquently than I do. And she's an expert on it. So um, go ahead and listen to that episode if you want to learn more about this. And then something that I do want to say, you guys, super important to remember, is that our kids are always, always, always going to have their own work to do. Okay. We are only responsible for our work. And as I've div dove in, dived, whatever, uh, more and more into this just really trauma-informed parenting and care and, 
you know, just trying to be trauma informed in general, I think sometimes it can be really kind of disheartening because you're like, well, dang, (laughs) I can't change what happened to my, you know, great grandparents or whatever. There's a, there's this sense of control that is lost when you learn that trauma is really passed down between generations and you're like, well, even if I could do the best that I can, I still can't change what happened to them or what they went through or what they were vulnerable to or whatever. And oftentimes when we are learning about trauma or wanting to just totally separate from the craziness of, you know, the our, the ancestors above us, I think that we really want to kind of shield or shelter our children and really not have them experience any of this pain or trauma. And we can't, you know, like we just can't. And it's very clear in this book. There's a lot of different strategies of healing in this book, healing generational trauma, but it is also very clear that there will always be trauma. Again, we live in a fallen world. You cannot eradicate trauma from your family and that's just, it's just not realistic. So the important thing and really the entire basis behind this podcast is that we are responsible for our own work. As much as we want and wish our parents would do the work they need to do to heal from whatever trauma either they personally experienced or maybe trauma from their past, we can't. We can't do the work for them. And as much as we don't want to see effects from, you know, our family's trauma just in general, you know, back generations or even for within our own family, we don't want to see that affect our kids and we want our kids to do their own work, right? To heal themselves in a healthy way. We cannot make them do that. So, the only thing that we can do and we can focus on is our own work that we have. Okay. And so, you know, that's all good and great, but how the heck do we do the work? (laughs) Some of you guys are like, I don't know. It's pretty good. Like, I feel like we're maybe some minor stuff, but I'm okay. And some of you guys are like, oh, I, we got trauma. We got all kinds of crap. So how the heck do we do the work? There are a couple different ways. Actually, there's about a million different ways you can heal different types of trauma. I'm going to talk about three, um, just really simple kind of straightforward ways. But of course, like if you go to a therapist or a counselor or whatever else, read different books, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can begin to heal trauma. But what I'm going to be talking about right now is three pretty simple ways. Number one, you got to identify the trauma. Okay. That's like super obvious, but how we talked about at the very beginning, we got to find that root cause. What is that root cause of the fear of the avoidance of the, you know, whatever it might be, because until you can find that root cause, it's going to be really hard to find a solution, right? Just like the uh, girl at the beginning who was terrified to lose a child, had this paralyzing fear to lose a child. Once she realized that her fear was kind of entangled with her grandmother's reality, right, of losing two children, she was able to begin to kind of reframe her mind, rethink about things, like heal that trauma, do some different strategies to help with that so that she could ease that burden on her heart. Um, So identifying trauma is a really, really important thing to be able to do. Um, Number two, visualization and inner child work. So That podcast episode I talked about with Dr. Laura Foyan, the conscious parenting after generational trauma, she goes into this like big time on this. And so visualization and inner child work. I'm going to not go into all of that here 
Number one, because we have the whole podcast about it. So I will link to that podcast. But number two, Dr. Laura is so much better at explaining this (laughs) than I am. But if you are interested in this, if you go to Instagram and you look up the hashtag uh, inner child work or inner child or the hashtag reparenting or reparenting strategies or whatever, you will really start to see what this uh, strategy is. And and to put, give you like a 10,000 point view of this, basically inner child work or reparenting or even visualization and stuff is a way for you to reparent the child within you. So let's say at, you know, I don't know, seven years old, your dad walked out. Well, at seven, you know, you might be thinking like, gosh, what did I do wrong? Like, am I not lovable? Like, does he not love me? Am I... Is there something wrong with me? Like, could I have done something different? Was I not a good kid? Like all of these really negative things that makes total sense to a seven-year-old. Like why would your father figure the person that's supposed to be there to protect you and love you unconditionally? Why would he leave? Now, as an adult, sometimes we can kind of um, logically rationalize why that may have happened. Maybe it was a bad relationship. Maybe it was addiction. Maybe it was all these things, right? Like our parents just do the best they can and they're human, um, you know, and maybe life just got the best of them. And you can kind of see that as an adult when our whole frontal cortex is, cortex is formed and working properly. But at seven, we don't have that, right? And we're so self-absorbed at seven, we think it's all about us. And so that obviously can lead to a lot of subconscious thoughts about ourselves and our worth and you know, are thinking that we're unlovable or whatever it might be. And so reparenting and inner child work is really about going back to that seven-year-old self because fun fact, your subconscious doesn't really know the difference between like what's real and what's make-believe or your seven-year-old self or your 30-year-old self. It's all just you (laughs) to your subconscious. And so you're really going back to your seven-year-old self and reparenting her. And saying, and and basically kind of visualizing this moment, maybe when that father figure or actual father walked out and like reparenting and like telling yourself, um, you know, that you are loved. This is not about you. Like you are worthy. You you did nothing wrong. Like all of these different things. Um, And so anyways, and that is beginning to heal because again, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's make-believe. So you're kind of just really visualizing your younger self at that traumatic moment and reparenting yourself. Okay. So if that sounds very (laughs) woo-woo, honestly, I felt like the same way when I first heard it. Go listen to this episode from Dr. Laura. Go find those hashtags. Google this work. It's actually very, very cool because it gives you some control. It's something you can do to yourself. Now, there's probably some training and I'm sure it would be better to be paired with like a counselor or a therapist or whatever, but it gives you the ability to start to heal trauma yourself. So very cool. Um, and then third, so the first one is identify trauma. Second, visualization, inner child work, reparenting strategies. And the third thing is just new experiences, right? New healthy experiences around XYZ that were negative or maybe uh, influenced by trauma in some way. And I want to, and you could do this through having a coach, having a therapist, having a counselor, 
um, exposing yourself to different circles, you know, whatever it might be. And so I want to read this excerpt from this book, It Didn't Start With You, from Mark Wolin. It's only like three sentences. I'm not going to read you like a whole page or anything. Um, But this is where I really feel like hope comes in. Like I talked about before, sometimes I feel like when you start to learn that, you know, the behavior or whatever that your kid is experiencing or the vulnerabilities that your kid might have and you're like struggling, like what the heck, nothing crazy happens. Like, why are you struggling with this? Or why is this something you're so vulnerable to? Like, I don't understand. Like your sister doesn't (laughs) deal with this or your brother doesn't deal with this. Like, why you? Um, And you start to learn that this could be connected to like your kid's grandparents or even great grandparents, it starts to open up your eyes to like different ways to help your kids. Um, But let me read this to you because this is really, really empowering. They said, when we learn or, you know, go into a coaching or a therapy or whatever else, when we learn, we alter which genes in our neurons are expressed. When a gene is turned on, it makes a new protein that alters the structure and function of the cell. This process is influenced by what we do and what we think. This is why affirmations are so important, right? We can shape our genes, which in turn shapes our brain's microscopic anatomy. So you can't change your DNA, but if you can change the way your DNA functions, Well, that's sort of the same thing. So you can't change your DNA. You come from where you come from, okay? Your your grandparents and great-grandparents are who they are. There are traumatic experiences that happen within your family, but also just within the culture that you live. If you are from America, you know, and you are alive today, most likely at least your great-grandparents, if not your grandparents, went through the Great Depression. And that is a huge financial trauma, huge financial trauma. Um, you know, there's World War One, World War Two. There's all kinds of stuff that like our ancestors have went through. And so no doubt you have some kind of lingering trauma that is ever present in your um, in your life right now. And you might be thinking like, oh, maybe that's why I keep hitting my, you know, head against a wall, <laughs> like on this certain thing. It could be relationships or with food or with addiction or substance abuse or relationships or whatever it might be. And so again, what this book says though, that through learning and affirmations and coaching and therapy and all these different things, that you cannot change your DNA. But if you can change the way your DNA functions, that's sort of the same thing. And that right there, you guys, is how we begin to change generational trauma. And so The last thing that I really want to leave you with is a topic that I think is really interesting or a statement, I guess. Have you ever thought, well, what the heck? Y'all grew up under the same freaking roof, you know, your sister, brother, and yourself, but you all struggle with different things. Like why, you know, or the kind of classic example, if you have a father who's an alcoholic, you've got one kid who won't touch alcohol because the father was an alcoholic. You have another kid who becomes an alcoholic because the dad was an alcoholic. Okay. So what is the difference? Like, why is this kid following in the dad's footsteps and this kid won't touch alcohol? They were literally born under the same roof. They were parented the same way for the most part, you know, whatever. Well, what's really interesting is that different genes, different trauma genes can be turned off or on 
and any single, any one of your kids. So your daughter might have a trauma gene turned on from like your great grandma and your son might have a trauma gene turned on from your father. And, you know, your daughter doesn't have the trauma gene from your dad and your, your, your son doesn't have it from your great grandma, but they have it all randomly turned on. So trauma genes can be turned off or on in different people, which is why we struggle with different things. We're all vulnerable to different things. And so as this book titled, it didn't start with you. Okay. So we have to look beyond ourselves. And I was struggling with a kid who had some behavior problems. And I'm like talking to a friend of mine, actually, Dr. Laura. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I can't think of anything. Like nothing happens. Like, I don't feel like there was something different. I feel like, you know, there's no real, there's no trauma. Like him and his, or me and his dad are doing good. Like <laughs> he's in all of his sports. Like he's really, everything's like going pretty good. Like where is all this behavior coming from? And she was, you know, we were just talking and between what she was saying and this book, I started to realize that it's, it's more than me, right? It's more than my husband and I and our parenting. It didn't start with us. It's not going to end with us. Um, and so it's really important that we look outside of us, you guys. It's really important that we start to learn our family stories and our history. And it's, it's important to know all of that, right? Like not just our family's health history, but also different um, experiences that they may have endured because that is going to affect you, is going to affect your children, it could affect your great-grandchildren. So, okay, you guys, I hope that you took something away from this. If you want to listen to the rest of the class, um, I will have it connected to the show notes, also this book, also the podcast episode with Dr. Laura Froyan. And if you guys want to learn more, feel free to reach out to me. It's something that I absolutely love to talk about. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.